0: Doom and gloom, negative side. Here are my five reasons. And not even trying to be doom and gloom, guys, be negative, but these are real concerns, real questions that could go the other way. Like we mentioned, guys, not everything is going to work out the way we expect. Some things are going to work out better than we expect, and then some are going to be right in the middle. So today we're going to talk about my five reasons why I could see the Gamecocks offense taking a step back and being worse in the 2023 football season, at number one for me, inconsistencies continue for Spencer Rattler. They plagued him last year for about 75 or 80% of the 2022 season. Decision-making, we know, is something where Spencer Rattler needs to make strides, right? Too many times last year, Did Rattler try to force the ball into coverage, trust his arm too much? And as I mentioned yesterday, and I'll repeat myself, I really genuinely do feel that the Clemson game at the end of last season, not the Tennessee game, because that was a perfect performance, and I don't think that's one that you can expect to be replicated over and over and over again. But it's the Clemson game from last year that stands out to me as that is Spencer Rattler to a T. He's going to give you a lot of good, but he is going to give you some really, really bad that frustrates the heck out of you, right? The interception in the red zone. I mean, if South Carolina guys, if the Gamecocks lose that game, that's all we're talking about all offseason. All that back-breaking interception, all that pick six, all this, that that decision, this decision, whatever. But you have to live with that because of all the good that he provides. But if the inconsistencies continue, if Spencer Rattler has not made that growth, if we see more of the same from last year where, you know, he is operating in a confused manner, he is forcing the football, when he's locking in on his target or when his number one target, a.k.a. Juice Wells, isn't open, he's forcing it anyways. Or he's making decisions late. He's getting the football out late. You know, we've talked to a couple of people who know a thing or two about ball, and they talk about Spencer Rattler was just late with the football. A lot of times he was late with the football. He was so locked in on his number one option, and by the time he got off of him and looked, it's too late. Too late. The DBs and the SEC are too good. Has Spencer Rattler taken that step? Has he shored that up? Has he cleaned that up? Has he risen his floor? If not, if the inconsistencies continue, if the turnovers for him continue, right? We talked a lot about turnovers yesterday. If the turnovers continue for Spencer Rattler, it could lead to, and he doesn't have, let's say, that that run like he had at the end of last season, that could lead to this offense taking a step back, especially when you think about that the pressure was on seven last year, right? I talked about it, you know, in the preseason of last year, that hey, this team's going to go as far as seven takes them. I'm doubling and tripling down on that this year because with what the running game looks like, the offensive line woes just being realistic, a lot of the success of the offense this season, it's going to fall on seven. It's going to fall on Spencer Rattler. So is he able to raise his floor and be more consistent? If he is not, I could see it leading to this offense regressing this fall. My second reason why I could see the Gamecocks offense being worse and taking a step back in 2023, Dowell Loggins isn't the upgrade we hoped for. It is very popular right now to throw Marcus Satterfield under the bus and blame him solely for all of the struggles a season ago. And I am most certainly not sitting here today defending swing, pass, sat. I'm not doing it, right? He he was a bum. He was no good. Nebraska, he's your problem. But just how much of an upgrade is Dabble Loggins going to be? And we talk about it all the time, guys. Coaches, they get too much of the credit when things go well and they get too much of the credit when things go poorly. It's more about the Jimmys and Joes. So when you look at last year's offense compared to this year's, yes, this is the second year of Spencer Rattler. Yes, it's the second year of Juice Wells. But when you compare the running back situation, when you compare the offensive line, when you think about the loss of Jaheim Bell, how much better are the Jimmys and Joes, how much better is this year's offense really, than last year's. And I just wonder, are we going to find out early on, hey, Dowell Loggins, he's not a magician. His scheme isn't all of a sudden the greatest thing ever. This guy isn't the second coming of Steve Spurrier. He's not able to scheme around these deficiencies. He's not able to scheme around this and, you know, hit the ground running like maybe we thought South Carolina would do after the Tennessee and the Clemson games. Excuse me. You know, I think most just assume that there's nowhere to go it up because Dabble, or excuse me, Marcus Satterfield was so terrible. He was so bad. But let's not avoid it, right? The 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 uncertainty around what Dabble Loggins is. We have no idea, guys. Never call to play at the collegiate level. Not just Power Five. Not just SEC. And Marcus Satterfield was a guy, hey, guess what? When he was hired, there were high hopes for him too. And he was another guy, had never called a play at the Power 5 level. Dabble Loggins has never even called a play at the collegiate level. And the only time he spent time calling plays, he was no good. In fact, he was labeled the worst offensive coordinator in the NFL. These are not opinions I am stating to you. These are facts. These are facts, ladies and gentlemen. This is not a, my opinion of Dowell Loggins. I am just presenting to you what the resume says. Now, what the resume also says, he spent two years at Arkansas under Kendall Bryles, and he is Shane Beamer's hand-picked guy based off of everything that we know. But to call the Dowell Loggins hire anything but a risk and a gamble would be inaccurate because this is not a guy with a proven track record. And there were guys out there I won't mention them by name, but there were guys out there who did have a proven track record who South Carolina apparently did not entertain the idea of going after. If Dabble Loggins turns out not to be the upgrade that South Carolina hoped they were getting, if Dabble Loggins ends up doing more of the same from what we've seen the previous two years, because guys, we all know they're not reinventing the wheel, they're not reinventing the offense, they're going to do a lot of the same things. Is Dowell Loggins ready for that? Is Dowell Loggins? And also, guys, here's something we don't know that a lot of folks aren't talking about. What befuddled us about Marcus Satterfield more than anything? It wasn't when he was on script his first 10-15 plays, although those were terrible as well. It was that in-game play calling when you have to go off script and instinct, for lack of a better way of putting it, takes over. And it's like, you either have it or you don't. Are you instinctually a good play caller or not? We don't know what Dabble Loggins is yet, guys. He might be the next coming of Steve Spurrier. He also could be very similar to Marcus Satterfield. We just don't know. What happens when you get in pressure situations, late in games, you're off script, and you got to call some ball plays? Then what?
1: And if Dabble Loggins turns... For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
0: out or not be that guy. I say he's working with arguably even less of a deck than he had last year. If he's not an immense upgrade. From Marcus Satterfield, I don't know that this offense takes the next step. I could even see them regressing this season. My third reason why I feel the Gamecocks' offense could be worse or take a step back this fall. Simply put, guys, the offensive line and the offensive line woes continuing. South Carolina last year finishing outside of the top hundred in rushing offense, surrendering thirty-one sacks for the second consecutive season. And guys. You know, what makes me cringe when I talk about this, I mean, there are reasons to point to why this is actually going to happen. South Carolina returns, and again, we'll get into position unit previews, and we're going to dive into the offensive line. I'm going to give a grade for the offensive line. Brace yourselves, ladies and gents. But you return 50 less starts than you had a season ago, and you lose Jalen Nichols, your best offensive lineman for the year. I mean, guys, You are relying on transfers up front from Yale, Charlotte, Western Illinois, and Mercer. And then you got a bunch of other guys who, you know, some of them have played. A good number have played, but they haven't played well. They have not played well. Then you got Marquis Anderson, who's a true freshman. You're going to ask a true freshman to slide in? In the SEC? Good luck. It doesn't matter what you have at quarterback, what you have at receiver, how you upgraded at tight end, somebody is a surprise at running back. If the offensive line isn't up to par, and there are reasons to believe it could take a step back even from last year. If that happens, this offense undoubtedly takes a step back this year. Undoubtedly, guys. Because there are many things you can scheme around, you can get around. Heck, I talked about it all preseason. Marcus Satterfield has no excuse. He's got to scheme around a bad offensive line. That's much easier said than done, though, giving all credit to these coaches. That is much easier said than done. If you can't get a push in the running game, it makes you one-dimensional. Defense is able to pin their ears back. Spencer Rattler's under duress. This offense will take a step back this year. My fourth reason... Why I could see the Gamecocks offense being worse and taking a step back this fall. No reliable weapons on the outside other than Juice Wells emerge. Who is wide receiver two, guys, going in this season? That's a question mark. We know we got in Juice Wells. One of the best, if not the best playmaker in the SEC. Who else? Because you know who else knows that? Defensive coordinators. Every defensive coordinator you're going to go up against. They all know that. Let's take Juice Wells away. Well, then what? What's your second pitch? Is it Trey Knox? Is it Xavier Leguette? Is it Amarian Brown? Is it Nicholas Harper? Is it Eddie Lewis? Is it Joshua Simon? Is it one of your running backs? Who is it? And I think there's reason to believe, we'll get in this later in the show, there's reason to believe that One, if not more than that, of those guys will step up. But if they don't, South Carolina has struggled with this over the last couple of years. Having one feature guy and then a bunch of just okay options out there, right? Somebody else has got to step up to take the pressure off of Juice Wells. If they do not, it could lead to a very long season because, again, you're putting all this pressure on one guy. Defenses are going to scheme around him. They're going to bracket him. They're going to double him. They're going to take him away. And then you've got to have something else. Someone's got to step up to take that pressure off of Juice Wells so he can be the best version of himself. If it does not happen, if it's Juice Wells all alone to carry the load, he won't have the best version of his season that he could potentially have. And this offense could even regress. In the 2023 season. My fifth and final reason. Why I think the Gamecocks offense could be worse this fall. RB1 remains a mystery all season. I think most of us are expecting a running back by committee approach, which there's nothing that says that cannot work. But there may be no bigger question mark than the running back position for South Carolina. You've got Juju McDowell, who I think we'd all agree is a scat back. You've got Mario Anderson, a D2 transfer from Newberry. You've got Dontavius Braswell, a true freshman, four-star signee, but a true freshman. And then the Carrion joiner, who has played quarterback, played wide receiver, and has just now transitioned to running back in the spring. And I think those are the four guys you realistically look at as your potential impact guys this year. Does someone emerge out of that group? The carry-on joiner could be very serviceable. Juju McDowell, in his own right, could be serviceable. Mario Anderson could be serviceable. Dontavius Braswell, with his talent and his upside, could be serviceable. But is there an RB1 in that room? I said this a couple of weeks ago, a little bit over a month ago, and I'll say it yet again, guys. I felt so strongly that South Carolina was going to pick somebody up from the portal because you don't have an SEC-caliber RB1. And you know what? It's not even like a slight, because some people are going to say, how dare you say that about the carry joiner? It's not a slighter disrespect to him, guys. The carry-on joiner shouldn't have been half have to ask to move to running back, if you want my honest opinion. The fact you were not able to go out and get anybody, get any sort of proven power five ball carrier. Because I think what you have right now, you got a bunch of RB2s and RB3s, but you don't have an RB1. Not a SEC caliber RB1. I'm talking about a guy, your bell cow running back. And you can say what you want about Marshawn Lloyd, but when healthy... He had proven to be that guy. He had proven to be that player. But now you don't even have that. And so if the running back position, if no one emerges, if nobody steps up, and it's already, guys, think about how much higher quality they're going to have to be behind the offensive line they're running behind. I mean, it's already tough. It's already tough sledding for a guy in the SEC. Behind that O-line, if that O-line doesn't take a massive step forward, the rushing attack could be in for a very long season. So if South Carolina is not able to find an RB1, if that remains a mystery, this offense most certainly could become one-dimensional and take a step back in 2023. So again, guys... My five reasons why I see the Gamecocks offense or why they could take a step back this fall. Inconsistencies for Rattler. Dabble Loggins not the upgrade we hope for. Offensive line woes continue. No reliable weapons outside of juice emerges. And RB1 remains a mystery all season.